Welcome, everybody, to the That Kind of Nerd Podcast. I am CJ Mellon. I am Brian Thornton. And I am Josh Burns. Welcome to our show. What we want to do is we want to talk a little bit right now about the Suicide Squad, because uh, Josh is trying to bring up the fact that in the cast picture that he sees, he doesn't see a single person uh, from Flash or Arrow uh, on CW in these um, <clears throat> cast pictures, uh, which I thought is just a, an astute observation, Josh. Yeah, but you know what? They got Jai Courtney looking very Jai Courtney, so there's that. <laughs> that dude's got one, yo, he's got one look, dude. He's got blue steel, and that's it. That's all he's got. Is that the, the Jeremy Reiner effect, too? Or he's, he's only got, Grumpy no, Cat man, picture? Look, Jeremy Reiner's got, he's got Grumpy Cat, and then he's got the like the cocky, I'm saying, I said something smart-ass, and it's funny, but you don't get it thing. <laughs> and then he's got the, I'm going to kill shit look. And then he's got the, I'm angry, but I'm also not that angry look. He just wants you to think he's angry. Yeah, I, I don't know about this. Honestly, um, I, I haven't read a whole lot, um, but the cast the cast is solid. You got Will Smith. You got uh, Margot Robbie as, as Harley Quinn, who, I mean, I think she's probably the best person to play Harley Quinn. But, uh, I mean, I don't know. Wasn't she just in a movie with Will Smith? She was well, in, she was uh, in yeah, Wolf Focus. of Wall Street. Wolf Wall. Yeah, but she was she, she also was in Wolf of Wall Street. She was in that terrible Focus. movie Focus. Yeah. All right, so she's rejoining with Will Smith again. I I don't know. I, N- none of see this is the thing. None of these names like entirely jump out at me. Well, you know, I mean, besides I know we're still Will keeping, Smith. That's it. We got Will Smith, Jesse Eisenberg, Ben Affleck, Jared Leto, Jai Courtney. Yeah, but when it comes to like the actual members of the Suicide Squad, with you know, sans Will Smith. Well, you can't put any of these when you say Will Smith, you can't put 90% of the Hollywood actors next to him and expect to get anything but well he's not quite Will Smith. Right. So I mean, so there's your A-list actors, but I mean, are we going to see a ton of Jesse Eisenberg and Ben Affleck no. in this movie? No, you won't. This movie is supposed to be about this task force. It's not about Batman, it's not about Lex Luthor. Honestly, from what I read, it's not even really about Joker. I don't. I've been reading that Joker's not going to be a huge role in this. This is kind of just his introduction. This is one of those things where Josh, I, I, I totally do get your point. That you need to have big movie stars in order to get in the movie. Hence, why I think last week when we were talking about Avengers, I agreed with you at one point what would happen to one of the characters. But um, this movie, uh, you know, it kind of is playing off. These names are going to be on the marquee, and I'm not going to see them. Like I'm going to see him for like five minutes, and I and I'm going to leave the theater either extremely happy or extremely disappointed, and I don't see a middle ground. I'm nervous for this movie. This yeah, is a set- I'm, I'm it's nervous. A, for it's it a too. setup film. It, for what? For every DC has been doing a terrible job of setting their films up to link right, together. But they're, but they just announced a string of films that goes out to 2020, Brian. Uh yeah, something right? like that. 20. About like it's it's yeah, nineteen it's nineteen movies right they're doing th- they're doing three more movies than Marvel in the next four years five years yeah yeah that sounds about right so you've got this one which is I mean all, they're all supervillains in their own right they all battle different DC superheroes and again I'm not speaking from the comics uh, I'm speaking just from what I've seen on uh, Arrow and, and the Flash and assuming that there's going to be this, a similar tie-in. Um, but it's, they're all good villains. All, every one of them is a good supervillain. This is about Argus putting together a team of supervillains 
to carry out the sort of government hit squad type jobs. So why don't we talk about it a little bit? Because I, I think for our listeners, you joined us in the middle of a conversation. Um, why don't we talk a little bit about what the Suicide Squad is? Um, Josh, you just explained it, it pretty well. Um, and that's the impression that I got from Flash and Arrow as well, that this is a group of superheroes. And, and Brian, correct us if, if we're wrong on this one. They grab these supervillains and they can go into prison, but you really can't hold them. So what they've done is implant some kind of you know self-destructing mechanism in their brain that if they don't carry out the tasks that are set in front of them, which are mainly suicide missions, um, they kill them. You know, don't comply, you enjoy your grave kind of mentality for it. So they're not really being, you know, brought together for rehabilitation. They're not exactly a band of brothers. This is being held hostage, and really the only way to enjoy any semblance of freedom is to carry out these acts or die. I mean, yeah. Is that the general impression? Well, yeah, that's that the general idea. The, the idea is that a, we got these villains that, I mean, A, we can't hold them, or B, they're probably on death row or, or deserve to be on death row. Why don't we just use them for some of the missions that are too dangerous that we we can't send normal folks in to take care of? Um, so yeah, that, it's been throughout the comics. There's been a whole bunch of different people on the Suicide Squad, but a huge staple in every Suicide Squad is Deadshot. He's almost in every incarnation that I've I've ever seen. Um, so explain who that character is because I only got to know him from Flash and Arrow, and I feel like I'm missing part of him, or was shown a different version. Of him, what's the backstory on on a guy like Deadshot? I I mean, his backstory is very very similar or derivative of um, what you've seen on Arrow and what you well Arrow is really the only other medium you would have seen him in. Yep. He's you know the the torn kind of personality that kind of turns into this. I don't want to say psychotic. He he he's very meticulous. He's very smart. He just is. He decides to use his skills for more of a, a hitman type style, um, you know, the the whole war torn soldier type thing turned bad type type of story. Yeah, and before before we we slap him with the the psychotic badge, I mean, he essentially, uh, you know, came back. Uh, we assume with post traumatic stress, and and uh, because of that, lost his family, and uh, you know that'll torment anybody. So. He he can't really he can't really have a meaningful relationship because he feels that he's dangerous and he's just better off being dangerous to others and collecting um collecting names on you know the dead shot on on arrow tattoos the names of his victims the people that he's been paid to kill and he's not out there doing it because he's twisted and likes killing he's a, a gun for hire yeah I mean he and he literally feels like he just doesn't really have any other reason to live or anything. He just, that's why he's, he's always a staple in the suicide squad. He, he almost wants to be a part of it, almost wants to die. Um, so he, he just uses his skills and as long as he gets paid, he's an extreme professional. He's not insane. He's not crazy. He's just, uh, has no other, no other reason to, to do anything else anymore. So my question is, is there really a way out of the suicide squad besides dying i mean what what's in it for these guys nothing what's in it for this crew there, there's nothing in it for the them ability to live they get to breathe another day of air that that's it um i mean you know i i'm sure they'll paint it and they paint it in like different comic books and different cartoons and, and even in arrow oh yeah you know you do x y and z 
we'll help you out, we'll reduce your sentence, we'll let you go, yada, yada, yada. It's Amanda Waller. She is notorious for being a liar. Um, so there's no way out. So these are like the rogue guys that the, the U.S. can send in and say deniability. We had no idea. You know, yeah, we, we didn't send these guys. Yeah. yeah I mean, they're expensive. God, I'm going to say that they're the expendables. Well, they were the expendables this- for the expendables. But yeah. So, I mean, so is that it? So, like, if I'm new to the, because uh, I'll be honest, I don't know DC no, very no, well. No, no, no. They're not, they're not the, the expendables. They're not the expendables? The expendables are a, a group of, of former specialists, soldiers, whatever, um, with a code, though. The, the expendables aren't out there killing anybody, um, which is Argus is. Will Argus will take out anyone who conflicts with their agenda. Good, evil, doesn't matter. Man, woman, child, doesn't matter. Um, so that that's not the Expendables, and I don't want to like. I really like. I really like that story. So I, they're not bad. They're not bad guys. Suicide Squad. These are all bad guys. Every one of them. So then my question is, how am I bonding with these characters? So I mean, Brian, you read the comics, right? You know, are I, we are we dabbled in in the Suicide Squad comics? Yes. Are we getting like forty five minutes of like? So this is my problem, and this is what's making me nervous. Is I don't know these characters at all, and and I would consider myself, while to be nerdy, a pretty lay person when it comes to movies. I don't know who these characters are. I know a few of them. I know Deadshot. I know Harley Quinn. That's pretty much about it. I, I mean, th- those are the two main people that I know, and. I, I don't know how the general public is going to take this movie. I don't know how they're going to handle it. I don't know how they're going to talk about it. And the only thing that and the only thing that we really know about this movie is the cast and a couple of the costumes. You know, they did a, a, a an in ca- an in um costume picture of the cast uh, without Jared Leto and and you know, I was like that's cool looking. And I, that was it. I just left. Like I'm not excited for this movie at all. And the picture I saw of Jared Leto as the Joker did not get me excited and it's a very different joker but it's like super cartoony photoshopped and i couldn't look at it anymore. that picture didn't get anybody excited no nobody was happy about that picture i actually think so they're changing it already so this comes to the point of we we talked about dc not having their stuff together we're three pretty freaking nerdy people i hear zero excitement in our voice is this something that you think i'm gonna get excited about later is this something that our listeners could could get excited about, or is this something that's going to be like, thanks DC, we'll reboot it again? Josh, what do you think? Do you think that's that what's going to happen? I think like, it's too early to tell. I, I think it's far too early to tell, and we need to we need to let this unfold. DC hasn't ever done anything like this, where they've planned out all of these movies uh, to release one after the other after the other. And if you look at um, if you look at sort of their their plan of attack, they're going to do the Batman versus Superman: Dawn of Justice, and I think Brian was was pretty clear that by the end of that movie, they're going to realize they're on the same side side and have a common enemy. So their Batman and Superman will have to unite, right, Brian? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, all right. So right after that, in you know, three months, four months after that. They're going to release the Suicide Squad with a tie-in, and then a year later you start to see Wonder Woman, Justice League, The Flash, Aquaman. And so it's – we have to let it unfold. 
So here's my question, though. If this movie is coming out in August of, of 2016. Mm-hmm. Ben, Aff- ben Affleck is signed on as Batman. We have Ben Affleck as Batman now, right? There's there's no way we're changing that. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and sure. We're okay with Ben Affleck being Batman I for don't, all of D- DC? I don't I mean, care, Justice who, League I don't care who plays Batman at this point. They're not... I think everybody's accepting nobody can be Christian Bale ever again, right? I, I think I think it's going to be a very different Batman. I, I, I don't think... I think if if they're smart, which is why they cast Ben Affleck, I, if they're and they're trying to be smart about this because Ben Affleck is going to be a different kind of Batman. No one should try to emulate what Christian Bale and Christopher Nolan did because it was great. Um, so there, it's going to be a kind of left turned, different, older, more seasoned Batman that that you're going to see, and I'm okay with Ben I'm Affleck. Not, I'm not asking for Chris Nolan's Batman. I'm not asking for Michael Keaton, but I'm not asking for Argo Ben Affleck to be my Batman. No, look, dude. Just, I mean, you can't. You, have you a can't go down. Yeah, you can't go down that road. I think, I think Affleck, uh, you know, from a decade and a half ago, has described himself as a fan of of comic books and. You know, was did a few movies that were you know very heavily involved in comic books when he when he did movies with Kevin Smith and I, I don't I think artistically he's going to do his best. Um, would I like to have seen a carryover and it be a a reboot with maybe Joseph Gordon Levitt assuming the role out of the Nolan movies? Yes. Well, sure. Of course we want I mean, to. Who doesn't want that? <laughs> oh my god, sign me up for that movie not, right, right now. But we're not ever. It's not. It's not that. I mean, the thing is this. We're we're going back in time a bit, and comic book ha- comic book movies have license to do that. When we last saw a Batman movie, Bruce Wayne was much older than he is in this storyline. So it's- right, I mean, so all right, so. I- and I'm I'm very sorry for our listeners because I I'm not enthused about this and I think it's starting to show. I, I want to get this. Does anyone have an impression about this movie that they're ready to 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 stake on? The saying this is something that we really are you willing to give this movie a shot? Yeah, dude. Or are pull, you, look, look. Put on your patient panties and watch the movies. <laughs> all all right. right. Just just give it give it some is, time. Is there anything in this in this movie or anything that you've seen so far that has gotten you excited? Is there anything that you are ready to say, listen, this is the reason right here why you, CJ, why you, the listener, should be excited? Does anyone have a good reason right now? They're, and if it's just because there's still time left, that's fine. They're, intru- they're introducing um, like 11 dynamic and different villains, all whose storylines intertwine – Within a few months of each other. I mean, that hasn't been done what, ever in, in the movies. Not that I know. On supervillains, no. Right. No, no, so that's – here's the thing. This is who you have, and you're going to need to look forward to each one of them, you know, screwing with your superheroes for the next five years. It's August 2016. The next five years is going to be what's the – who's going to show up next – and the the great thing about especially Harley Quinn, um, she's real good at cliffhangers, man. Like in mm-hmm. in the comics, she's good with leaving you guessing and then coming back and doing something different. Brian, if I'm if 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 I'm reading this wrong, you got to tell no, you're me absolutely because right. um, that's that's just what I remember from the limited stuff that I've seen. And she's a very interesting. She's you know basically the female Joker. So 
This is good stuff. All of it. So are are we seeing this then? So I, I, I'm following you down the path a little bit here. Is this kind of like a reverse Marvel effect? So Marvel led with superheroes and then team-ups and then here's some badass villains. No, they're doing is the DC team up, going. They're doing the team-up with Batman. It's going to be a team-up by the end of that movie. No, they're, they're doing it their own way. It, they're, 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 the end result may be the same. And that's I think that's your problem, CJ. You keep on trying to compare them to what Marvel's yeah, already done. Don't. Marvel did it extremely successfully, but you can't. DC is going to do it their way and do their own thing. Is it a little nerve-wracking for fans? Absolutely. To be like, ah, for me, I'm not so sure about this. I'll tell you what I am excited about. I'm excited to see Harley Quinn on the big screen for once because, yeah, absolutely. you know, from the moment that character was incepted in Batman the Animated Series, he's she's one of the most popular characters. She's the only character to ever make the jump from TV into the comic book that they had to actually put her in the comic book. She was so popular. And now she's going to be in a movie. That's pretty spectacular. Um, I think I think the I, comic book reader's brain isn't geared to isn't geared to go, wait, why are there more villains than good guys? Why is this? And yeah, I guess that's my problem. It's a fresh the, take. I mean, this and is, it's never yeah. it's, it hasn't been done. Let him let it let it happen. Right. Okay. And, and this has been a book for forever. This has been a very long running book, actually. Um, so, I mean, comic book fans are fine with with teams of supervillains. You're you're worried that you're not going to find any reason to like any of these characters. And I think you're yeah. going to find that these, especially like Deadshot, you're going to find like deep down under there, there's some reason to like them and some reason to understand their motivation to where the point where maybe they show up in Batman and Harley Quinn starts messing around and you just be like, you don't want, you don't know who to root for. Um, Cause you like, right. you like both of them. So, I mean, I think it's an interesting take. I'm, I'm interested to see where it's going to go. I'm also interested to see, not that you know that I, that that picture of Jared Letter as Joker got me really excited, but the stuff I've been reading about how they're going to use him in this movie has got me pretty. It's got my interest peaked because he's not on the squad. I remember when they said, "Oh yeah, Joker's going to be in Suicide Squad." I was I flipped out. I was like, he was never on the Suicide Squad, and his character is not the type of character to be on the Suicide Squad. He'll grab the bomb and detonate it himself before he goes and does some freaking government mission. Um... From what I'm reading, he's going to be more of a Hannibal Lecter type character. He's going to be kind of in either Arkham or in Bel Rev, um, and Amanda Waller and Harley Quinn are going to be like consulting with him uh, here and there. So, Brian, if I understand correctly, too, you're also writing an article for the website thatkindofnerd.com that kind of explains the Suicide Squad. It's a Suicide Squad's 101, yes, essentially. I am currently okay. working on it, and hopefully we'll finish it by the time uh, we are finished with this. <laughs> So so here's what I need, and, and I need you, the fans, to help me. And I'm going to appeal to my, my own personal self for this one. I need you guys to read uh, Brian's article, get a sense of who these characters are, and I need your help. I need your comments. I need your feedback to, to help me get excited about this movie and to make me feel that everything's going to be okay. I need your reassurance because right now everything is wrapped up in rumors. Everything is just little leaks here and there, and we don't have anything solid. And I feel, and I feel like I've already judged this movie way too hard than I than I should have. And I feel like I'm doing myself a disservice. So I need your help to sway me into the the the, the, the light side. You need someone to, to, to swaddle to you, a time. tell you who's a I good do. boy. I do. I need someone. I need someone to hold my hand and tell me it's going to be okay. And uh, I, I'm just not. I'm just not getting that now. So uh, I need your help. Go ahead and read that article and, and let me know. Does anyone have anything else they want to add about the, the Suicide Squad before I, I move on to, yeah. to our next piece? Final, final thought and going back to the versatility of some of the actors. 
when you watch the Arrow series and you meet Deadshot and he's a recurring character, after a while you do realize that for him it's not about being a crazy supervillain and, and killing everything in sight. He does a few things that are actually pretty noble and I think that that's, a, you know, without seeing anything yet, probably perfectly casted for Will Smith because I don't, I don't see Will Smith being able to go full bore crazy supervillain without some sort of emotional tie to something. I'm hoping it's a little bit like I Am Legend kind of thing. I may be going on a little more towards what you know what the book was, right? Like Legend. running around with a dog. Uh, I love that dog. No, but more of like the the fact of the, I am the last one and uh, just being angry to the fact that this is my fucking life and that this is the only way I have to do it. You know, seeing more of that because Will Smith's performance in the movie is powerful. So I'm that like with Mil- with Will Smith, I'm cool because I feel like oh cool, I am legend stuff. I'm I'm fine. Brian, any any final thoughts on on Suicide Squad that people need to know before they read your article? Um, no, just uh, I, I'm currently populating the article for you know the, the the people who don't know what this team and characters are about. I I I think it's too early to judge anything just yet. I, I'm gonna need to see a, tra- a trailer to to really kind of get me amped up. Uh, the the set photos just aren't enough for me right now. So I want to move on to our next topic, and I want to keep it spoiler-free for those people who still have not seen Avengers Age of Ultron, which also means you haven't listened to the latest podcast of That Kind of Nerd. Uh, so I, I want to talk a little bit about uh, Marvel's master plan for the Infinity Stones, because after we recorded the podcast, after we saw the movie, Josh pointed out the internet went crazy with notices, uh, with uh, with little things that they caught um, with this, and and you brought it to my attention, Josh. Why don't you tell me a little bit about what you saw on the internet um, about this topic and and why we kind of need to revisit it again? It's an article, and, and I saw it from every nerd source, everywhere that you would normally look for your tech or your movie or whatever stuff for a few days. I mean, probably a span of two days was running all this different stuff about Infinity Stones. And uh, I, I tell you what, I didn't read a bunch of it. Um, if, for- if I may, one one of the setups that that you had said was you had seen an Infinity Stone in Ava- uh, Avengers: Age of Ultron. Yeah, Vision's, you're, Vision's you're, wearing uh, Vision's uh, wearing uh, something uh, on his uh, on his face. Uh, dude, it's all over the internet. It's it's <laughs> fine, all over. Fine. The place. Okay. All right. So there you go. Um, anyway, but you said that your your son was trying to explain Vision, and you were like, "That's but that's that's an Infinity Stone." Right. And you kind of noticed that these things were – I mean we all seen these across the Marvel Universe. But you had pointed out that this was becoming more and more of a, a noticeable thing, that things were kind of pointing and leading heavy towards like, hey, seriously, check Infinity Stone. Right. This one right here. And then, Brian, you actually showed me a little something too. Uh, you came me with, with a theory that was then uh, shown on the internet as well that these Infinity Stones are, are doing something funny. Uh, the names of these stones are beginning to spell something out. Yeah, so I, I'll explain that real quick. So the the thing is, the we no one really knew that, that these kind of artifacts were Infinity Stones really until Guardians of the Galaxy, when they outright told you that this orb had an had an Infinity Stone in it. Um, and now you find out that you know Loki Scepter had an Infinity Stone in it as well. Um, so when you're looking at all these kind of artifacts. Uh, you have the Tesseract, which was in um, it was in Captain America, but it was also in Avengers uh, that houses the Space Stone and the Ether from Thor: Dark World, which houses the Reality Stone. Um, 
they're starting to spell a very familiar uh, familiar phrase and familiar villain, uh, which would be Thanos. So you have T, A, O, and S right now for Scepter, for Loki's Scepter. Uh, so we're just mixing H and N, really. Um, and it's looking like the, the kind of artifacts that are housing these Infinity Gems is going to spell Thanos. I thought that was pretty cool. So... I thought that was pretty awesome. So I want to take a step back for our non-nerdy fans. I want to explain what the hell we're talking about. So there's these little artifacts or these little weapons. There's these little things in the Avengers movies that while they're holding importance to the story that you're seeing right there in that two and a half hour uh, movie, they are actually playing a larger piece of the Marvel Universe. And they're kind of the glue that is holding these stories together. So when you first see Captain America, when you first watch Avengers, you see that blue orb. And that blue orb is not only just a very powerful thing that apparently is making weapons uh, for Hydra, but it's also something called an Infinity Stone. And, and just like Brian said, it was spelled out in Guardians of the Galaxy. They outright said the words Infinity Stones. And what this is is basically there is a uh, – the Avengers and the group of these people – don't really get what these are. They don't see a connection yet. They're finding them in isolated incidents, and they're not connecting the dots. There's a bigger force in play in the Marvel Universe right now, especially in the movies, that these things are not only being hunted for and looked for, but they're being separated. They're trying to keep them safe and secure. Somebody is trying to get these, and we want to keep them out of bad people's hands. So right now as it sits, we think that the Asgardians, right, they have the Tesseract So because because Thor took Loki back with it. Right. And the Tesseract is, is called the Space Stone, right? Correct. And the Space Stone is basically allowing somebody to move between – is it time and space or just, just it, space? It's just space. It's almost like teleportation. That's how Loki so – it, it's used to bring the, the Chitauri to Earth in, in Avengers. Okay, great. All right. All right, cool. So great. P- point of reference right there. We were able to bring people from another galaxy – right into our Milky Way uh, without any problem. Then the next one was the Ether, and I'll be honest, I really kind of blocked out Thor Dark World. What what did it do in that movie? I, I really didn't it gave, remember it. It gave power. Yeah, I mean, it, it gives them the ability to kind of warp reality. It's supposed to be the reality stone, apparently. I thought, per, I, at first, I thought it was the power stone. But it's supposed to be the reality stone. You're right. Um, you're right. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I remember now. It would create it would create those weird fields of interference, right? That that they were passing right. through. Yeah. Okay. So And then and then that got over to the collector, right? The the Penicio del Toro's character. Right. At the end um, of Thor Dark World, the Asgardians give it to the collector, saying we can't have two of these things on Asgard. So they know what they have. They know what kind of power these kind these things hold. Um so it's been really interesting because you see certain somebody, a.k.a. Thanos, manipulating other people to try and get these stones to him, essentially. Because Guardians and, of the Galaxy is the next movie that, that comes up. Right, and then that's, and that's where I started to really focus in on this. And I felt like it's a dumb nerd for missing it. But in Guardians of the Galaxy, the the the, the orb, the power stone, was the, the purple stone that he held onto and... It was basically killing him until the rest of the team grabbed him and started sharing this power. And that's when I started to see, oh, my God, wait, these little things that people are are looking at, these have immense power. That one almost killed uh, uh, Star-Lord. And and then where did that go? That went to Novacore? Novacor? The Novacore has it, yeah. Novacore has it. Okay, so this is basically like having weapons of mass destruction in the Marvel Universe – 
and all of our characters are just happening to, to, to come upon it. And Loki had his in a scepter, which is why he could tap somebody because he had the mind stone tap them on the chest with their heart and can start in control of their brain. Yeah, that's right? the funny that was- part is that like everybody wanted to really make fun of that at first. You're like, what the hell is kind of power does Loki have that he just kind of taps you and you can kind of are under his control. <laughs> uh, you can be like, hey, do your bidding. But yeah, it, it, it totally makes sense uh, now that especially with the events of Age of Ultron seeing that the Mind Stone has been in that scepter this entire time. It totally makes sense. The silly thing it's is for- that the whole, I mean, Essentially, they had two on Asgard for quite some time because of the Mind Stone and the Tesseract. So he didn't have the the Mind Stone wasn't on Asgard though. Thanos had it. Thanos gave Loki that scepter in Avengers. Yeah. Oh, okay. Now, now I'm, I have to go back and watch everything again. Yeah. When you <laughs> I, have to, I have to go back and watch the Marvel movies uh, four, five, two, three, six. Just, just <laughs> machete order, machete, machete order, order the Avengers movies. movies. No, Thanks, yeah, in Brian. that in that first scene where he kind of transports to that like meteor or whatever, and he's talking to that acolyte almost. They mentioned that we gave you this power, meaning we gave yeah. you this scepter so that you can you know go screw with Earth. Good, good recall. Yeah. See, and this is the thing. I felt so stupid until I read this. I was like, oh my god, this all makes sense now. I missed this. I missed that. I wasn't paying attention. I mean, I felt like such a dumb nerd because I'm missing these basic things that are gluing the universe together. And there's more to come. I'm a huge comic book nerd, too, and I missed it. And because I'm not – this new way of bringing about the Infinity Infinity Stones is different from the comic book. In the comic book, they're like remnants and kind of like just concentrated powers left over from the Big Bang that created the universe almost. Right, but they're but they're sought after. They're still sought after in the comics. It's just, it's really uh, a couple different entities that are seeking the gems uh, because of their ability to destroy and create and, and control all power and knowledge. And and that's that's where I think the next one comes in. I, I, think, I think we see it in Fantastic Four uh, because... I know Sue Storm and Mr. Fantastic and the, and the Silver Surfer retrieved it. We have to. They, they did uh, at one time, but Fantastic Four is owned by Fox. So this is all – then, then this is stupid. How are they going to do it? Well, well what, that's, and that's the thing I have. My biggest, is, and my bigger problem is that half of the fun is that it's, it's Galactus and Thanos racing to, to get all these stones. So I, I think you're going to see uh, stones show up in Doctor Strange. At the end of next year, I don't know which one it is yet. I, Benedict Cumberbatch. Um, and I think you're going to see either in Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm thinking the Guardians of the Galaxy two is going to have the other stone, either the Soul so Stone this or is the my, Time so Stone. So this is my question here. So it seems to be, and and like I said earlier, the our heroes in the Marvel universe, the Avengers, Thor, Guardians of the Galaxy. Vision, people are kind of stumbling upon these things while Thanos is actively looking and manipulating for them. Do we have any good guys looking for these things? They don't or know they what they have. Up? They don't know what it is. The only person who really knows is Thor. And he's not sharing it with anybody, apparently. Right, because he had a thought about them. He had a vision about these these things. And right, that's the thing. No one seems to be looking for them except for the bad guys. Like... 
That's weird. I mean, I think they think that as long as, you know, like the Novacore keeps one and Asgard keeps the other, that they don't have to go looking for the others. The whole point is that it's too much power for any one person to have, so they don't want to have to go looking for the others. What's what's the equivalent to this in movie speak? Have we had a movie or series or anything like this that, that has kind of this potential and these artifacts and these kind of things? Indiana yeah, Jones um, and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull? Oh, God. I was, <laughs> yeah. You're absolutely right. Or like as sad know, as that is. Or or like everything that Neo can do in the Matrix. Yeah, but he's not collecting Wait, but, anything. Yeah, he's That's not true. collecting no, anything. No, it's just inside him. I'm just saying. I mean this this reminds me of I mean the only thing I can connect to it that we've talked about recently was Ready Player One finding all the Easter eggs and finding all the keys in order to control yeah, something. Yeah, but that's but, that's different. The, these gems right. have, have the power to just completely destroy universes in a thought. The Legend of Zelda with pieces of Triforce? That's Actually, that's <laughs> my go. next piece. In video games, this is basically like the Triforce on, on crack. You know, this is the, the Triforce times 10. Because yeah. they can do a whole lot more damage than what the Triforce kind of can. Well, here's, here's the cool thing. Because um, I never thought about this until Age of Ultron. Um and spoilers, really quick, because that that scene in the middle of the Ultron credits is Thanos going, "Well, I'm gonna have to do this myself." He's been like manipulating things behind the scenes. He manipulated Loki to try and get the Tesseract, and it didn't work. He manipulated Ronan in Guardians of the Galaxy to try to get the Power Gem, and it didn't work. Like everybody, he knows where they are. He just needs to go get them at this point. And now after Age of Ultron, he's like, well, I can't get the Mind Stone. I guess I got to go do this myself now. I think you're going to see Thanos show up a lot more often in the subsequent movies. And, and Thanos is being played by Josh Brolin, right? Yep. Yeah. Which is fantastic. Yeah. What an actor. That's going to be freaking great. So let me so let's let's do this again. So let's kind of round this up. If I am a newbie to this and I was trying to explain this to my wife and I tried the Triforce uh, analogy, and I got the blank slate. I have no idea what the hell you're talking about. Um, Josh, do, have you tried to explain this to Laura, or has your ki- your son tried to explain this I mean, to you? I mean, I, not not no, but hell no, uh, no. I, look, <laughs> it's it almost you know imagine uh, imagine uh, Keith Richards explaining nine pieces of eight in in the in the pirate quorum. It's like that. <laughs> It's, that's wonderful. That's perfect. It's like that. There's, there's the no, analogy right there. I don't. So hold on, right there. That's it. I don't think anybody really knows. It's is looking for something that you don't know what it. It's Horcruxes. Holy crap! It's there you go. Holy, there, you go. there it is. There it is. It's Horcruxes. I, I want. I also want to point out that I make it my personal business to make a Harry Potter reference in pretty much every <laughs> podcast, and there it is. <laughs> Oh my god, no, that's the perfect analogy, though. Oh my god, thank you so much. I just can now explain this to my wife. So this is... Only one guy knows how to collect them. Holy shit. You just blew my nerd mind right now. (laughs) Do you know how much happier you just made me? Okay, so... All right, so let's do that. So the analogy of the whole crux is here. So, and and the... So what happens when we put these all together? What's... How do you do that? Because... You mean when you collect them all? Yeah, when when you catch them all? You're the mayor of Pallet Town. (laughs) <laughs> does professor oak give me a certificate saying you've caught all i actually i actually stones. just i actually just exhausted all my pokemon references yeah, on that that's it <laughs> that's it that's <laughs> all i've got shot josh has done yeah. okay wow all right so i just had my own a little epiphany here i thank you so much josh are you uh, asking what the, happens okay. when you collect the infinity stones yeah so, so nothing you control good everything you are the controller of omniscience in every galaxy everywhere essentially it 
all these stones are you a god essentially all the, yeah well <laughs> these stones have the power in this is canon to to drain galactus of his life force and then recreate the universe with themselves the elders were looking for that so that they could, just for funds for for funsies and for funsies yeah and so it's it's one of these the bad guys are looking for it like first of all if they get it they're going to destroy us and recreate everything without us in it so we don't want that but then obviously thanos has a has a much more the dude is just thirsty for power thirsty for it and i think um, Thanos just, is thirsty for power, and he just wants to destroy everything. Yes, everything. Because he, here and here's the here's here's why. Because in and this is in the comic book, he is in love and enamored with death. The character death is actually a character like this Grim Reaper oh, okay, type like thing. A person. He's enamored gotcha. with her, and he thinks if I destroy this entire universe, she'll finally love me. And that's that's it. That's why the, I feel like this is Captain Jack Sparrow with uh, what's her face. Have you seen the promo I, I picture of Josh Brolin with the big yellow glove? Yes, it's <laughs> yeah, amazing. It's, it's called, called so the Infinity our, Gauntlet, and it has yeah, all the please. stones. Because that was my question. I mean, we saw um, we, we saw in Guardians of the Galaxy what happens when you literally touch, you know, some of these Infinity Stones. We've seen it throughout. And I mean, I just watched almost somebody die and a whole team die of really powerful people. How the hell do you wield these all together? Yeah, well, he's well, he's a demigod almost. He he's got the power to to wield it without any you know real consequences. And, and no, I mean like literally, if I touched that stone that Star Lord touched, I mean we saw it with a lot of people. It's pretty much near death. So you tell me Josh Brolin's character Thanos is just going to pick this thing up and you, know how to use you it? You also saw Ronan. Wield it no problem. Okay, so it's so you're you're we're okay to do these. It's because what it's the hell is the glove thing. then? I don't understand what the glove. The is. The glove is so that he doesn't have to juggle six stones at once. Like, <laughs> what if I drop one? You know, if I drop one and step on the mind stone, I'm screwed. He doesn't have to R two and shift through all his weapons. <laughs> it's all it's all it's handy. It's all right there. But yeah, I mean, oh, handy, uh, really handy. handy. Uh, I, did, handy. I did not do that on purpose, but now I did. Um, okay, so it's just basically he can kind of pick and choose his weapon. So it's, it's like the uh, Iron Man it, armor where he can shoot at a missile, like kind kind of, yeah. And, and I mean, here's the other thing. Uh, this is a stupid question. I know. I'm just. I'm. I'm I don't know this. You guys are actually with more versed in this than I am, and I feel stupid. He's just that powerful. He always has been, and, and he he's always been one of the few people who can wield those Infinity Stones, and, and that's why he's got the gauntlets because he's. He's done it before. Um, I was about to say, like, why make a piece of jewelry if you don't have these things yet? So he's had them before? Did I mean, them? in the comic book, he had them before, and then they defeated him, and then they all get strung around across the universe, and then he finds them again or nine times out of ten. Um, it's it's a really cool kind of... I, I don't know. They have to exist. if You can't destroy the Infinity Stones. But... Thanos is always going to want to be looking for them is the other thing. So, and, and Thanos is, is near immortal. So what's the play here? Because I saw Marvel has, a, as we talked about, they have a slew of movies that are coming out. And one of them is called Infinity War Part 1, and there's Infinity War Part 2. Mm-hmm. That's, the last, that's, so, that's the last one, right, Brian? Infinity War Part 2? Um, they have Inhuman slated for mm. after Infinity War Part 2. Uh, but that's that's it as far as their plan. I'm sure there's going to be a phase four, though, that they have more movies involved in that. So these are so the Infinity Stones are what make the phase two movies, right? This is what's showing that this is. Well, we're in phase. Well, I would say we ended phase two with Avengers Age of Ultron. Phase two was Thor two, Cap two, 
Avengers Ant-Man, I would say. You and then it. I would say... So we're going to end it on Ant-Man. I would say so. I, I say Phase 3 starts next year with Cap Civil War. Okay. So we're going to see a group... So we're basically what we're getting to is we're going to see a huge all-out gigantic battle on a scale that we've never seen before with Marvel movies, with people... I mean, like, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, are we seeing this tied in with Avengers now that yes, they're talking about they, this they stone? Absolutely. Because, because they're pursuing... They're either pursuing or being pursued by Thanos and where I, I think it, there's going to be a big all out whatever, but it's going to be on so many different battlefields that I, the Avengers, except for Thor, are tethered here, right? right. Um, the only way Hulk gets into anything is if it's a planet Hulk scenario and, you know, maybe, maybe not. But Guardians of the Galaxy are they're not tethered to Earth, so we're going to be see, be able to see this play on a couple battlefields, and obviously I think it's going to be awesome. It's just a matter of how do you tell it and tell it well, and and frankly, you guys pointed out and, and, and corrected my train of thought in that some of the, the most pivotal characters are not, at this point, owned by can't, – Marvel can't make movies about them. You need the Silver Surfer in this story. Gotta have. I I, th- I think you can do it without Silver Surfer. Here, you Adam can. Warlock is the big thing. Adam Warlock and Captain Marvel, and, and they're both going to be in the the movies going forward. Okay. So, so this is again one of those things where I, we can clearly see that Marvel has a plan for this. Yeah, they have a huge. They've had a plan since. Well, Iron Man two. I would you, say Iron Man. Did two. you bring this up just to like shit on? DC one more time. <laughs> I feel like that's the truth, isn't it? No, and 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 be like, so Marvel has a plan. DC doesn't. DC, not. you're <laughs> ruining my life. Stop. No, man. Look, they okay. They have. I'm a, sorry. I don't mean for it to come across they, as some kind I of think, bias. I think I just, we can. I think we can identify a broad outline, but I think that also without spoilers, that avengers age of ultron gave us a very very swift wake-up call that hey you may have the basic outline but you don't understand all the context right okay yeah right on okay yeah there's always something bigger happening behind the scenes see what is the see the patronus dive into the lake (laughs) get the sword is right isn't that what thor did in avengers 2 Oh my god! <laughs> Wait, are we, am I just seeing that Marvel's dad just turned into Harry Potter? Kill right now? the horse! This just happened. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. We can take we can take away from Marvel's ultimate plan now because now they're just copying Warner Brothers again. That's not true. I, I, I'll tell you. <laughs> there you go, balancing it out. This has been around. Be this has been person. around since the eighties. Cool your cool your jets. I'm sure J.K. Rowling, when she was homeless, wrote the uh, Harry Potter sequence in the, in the 80s. 80s as yeah. Well. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Sounds about. You right. hold on to that have dream, you buddy. Have looked at their fashion sense? They ride brooms for Christ's sake. I think it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, thank you. I feel now I have more knowledge than I did before about these things, and and I'm starting to see a, a good, clear picture. And the fact that these th- artifacts are literally spelling out the word Thanos is telling me I need to do some research on who the hell this guy is and, and what's going to go down. That's, that's it the seems next like really cool. Seriously, and, though, uh, Brian, a wife... million fictional internet points if you get close to one of the two remaining housing objects. You, you got to do some research. You, gotta, <laughs> you need to find an H, and you need to find what? And then is H for Holcrux? Is H for Holcrux? H is for, for right Horcrux, right? I'll tell you right now, without doing any research, I think N is going to be a necklace of some sort. 
I, and I think it's going to show up in Doctor Strange. So Does whether Doctor it be the Strange eye of Agamotto that he wears around his neck or... Huh? Does he wear a necklace? Doctor Strange, the eye of Agamotto that kind of gives him his, his reign over the supernatural world, he wears around his neck. Okay. I thought Benedict okay. Cumberbatch just naturally had that talent, and he's just bringing that to what, his, Hollywood. Is that he's had it? this hold over the supernatural world? Oh, oh, absolutely. I mean, have you not seen this man? He, I mean, he can play a dragon. He can play a detective. He can play an alien. I think he's got. I think he's got all around good. Job. One thousand fictional internet points and a and a place in internet nerd comic book more uh, like immortality. You'll be a subreddit. <laughs> <laughs> That's what'll happen. It'll be. Uh, I'll see. Brian. I'll see what I can do. It'll be our Brian, and that's what it'll be. Okay, so I feel like I have a better understanding of this, and now I'm I'm, I'm seeing this, and I know that my wife will be very happy to see uh, Chris Hemsworth, Robbie Downey Jr., and Chris Pratt all on the same screen, and I probably won't be invited to her screen. And Chris Evans. Uh, Yeah, and Chris Evans. We get Scarlett Johansson. That's all that matters. So speaking of things that are much better, (laughs) let's talk about Nintendo, if, if we can. So Nintendo... Okay, so Nintendo holds a very dear place to my heart. So right now, in my own home, as we speak, in 2015, I have an NES hooked up to my big screen television. Uh, I just found three of them, actually, in my parents' basement from when I was a kid. And I decided to go to some some shops, and I started to, to hook it up again. And I started playing Battletoads and Dodgeball, and my wife loves Super Mario Brothers. And I'm starting to play, and it really reminded me how much of a Nintendo person I was all the way until the Wii, you know, the Wii, actually. So Nintendo, for me, holds a, holds a special part in, in my heart, and Nintendo Power was probably the most nerdy thing Oh, I such read. a great magazine, too. Right, when I was a kid, like, that was my mad magazine. That was my, that was my thing that I made sure I had every week, or I went to a place and I had read it and got yelled at. And Nintendo right now kind of seems like they're in dire straits, but I want to talk about the glory days. Did you guys have all the Nintendo stuff, or did you skip it, or were you not a Nintendo person? I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go first because I'm older. Um, <laughs> I, got, I, got, uh, I got the Nintendo. Uh, it was like a, you know how you get like, maybe you get like one big present at Christmas, and that, I mean, that was a huge present when I was a kid. Um, right. But I got it, and I got a couple games, and you know my my friends already had it. I was like the last, like the last one to get it, because um, my parents always made me earn earn my keep, so to speak. But I had, I did not have the power glove. My buddy did. I didn't have, <laughs> I didn't have the track and field pad. I had the oversized arcade controller, and I had um, obviously you know comes with the gun, so you had that. But my favorite. My favorite games um, to this day are, are probably still. I mean, Mike Tyson's Punch Out is it's like my favorite game of all time. And then Contra and games like that. I still can't. I can't get enough. I just played through the entire Legend of Zelda NES on my gold cartridge like two weeks. <gasps> I I just oh you you still have it really? I <laughs> yeah, just did I it on it. my um. I went through um. I beat it. I think last month on my MacBook. Um, oh nice. That's a and then. I introduced Christian to it, and we beat it together on the Wii. That's something I want to ask you because, you know, so here's what would happen. I I would go over to my grandparents' house, and after we get done talking to them and catching up, my three brothers and I would instantly run up the stairs. We'd go to my my grandparents' bedroom, and they had the NES hooked up there for us. So my parents could talk downstairs, and the kids would just go upstairs, and we would play NES. And I have no better memories of my brothers hanging out just playing Nintendo. You have three brothers, though, right? 
I do. I have three brothers. So but it's f- only two control. It's only a two oh, player. Oh, sir. Oh, sir. I say there are several ways to solve this issue. <laughs> yeah, they gave uh, CJ the controller that wasn't plugged in and told him he was actually playing. <laughs> that's what I do to my daughter right now. Actually, <laughs> you're the Goomba. Uh, you're doing such a great job. <laughs> <laughs> here's here's what I would do. Here's what we do. There were a few select games, and I'm talking like three. That there was an adapter that you could plug in yeah. to your NES and have four controllers. <laughs> and I cannot for the life of me remember what these games were that let us do four, but we would. Or what we do is tournament style. And it would be my older brothers would fight against each other in dodgeball or battle toes to see who right, 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 or, right. or And then the, a final you know, four. Get, Everything's a final four. Exactly. Yeah. Of course, you know, my little brother would be like out of there in a heartbeat. So I would which, go probably against my older brother and lose. Which is making me now revise uh, revise my, my favorite game of all time statement. Tyson's Punch Out is up there. I completely forgot about Tecmo Bowl, which was oh, God. maybe the best football game. And you could. You could score a 300-yard touchdown with Bo Jackson by running down the length of the field, back the length of the field, and then back again for a 300-yard <laughs> touchdown. But I, I also I also had a thought about um, the Legend of Zelda, and you mentioned Nintendo Power. When I started playing the game with uh, Christian, I went to Google and I Googled... Um, Legend of Zelda map, and it was the centerfold from that issue of oh, Nintendo Power. Nice. So I downloaded was, the PDF, and it was, uh, you know, as always, super helpful. That's my nerdy porn right there. Oh, the centerfold <laughs> yeah, is a Yeah, map. sure. All right. Ugh. But, and, and that's the thing I want to say. Um, my wife and I are playing it right now, and we're having an absolute blast with it again. And uh, my little brother was over uh, just the other day for my daughter's birthday, and I played him in a game of, of the game Dodgeball, which is my favorite NES game, just from my personal reasons. And uh, it's, it was so much fun. We still had a blast. Uh, you still had to blow into the cartridges. You still had to blow into the system. And, like, wiggle them. It's probably, you got to wiggle them. It's em. the most yeah. high-maintenance gaming console that's probably ever existed right but it was um, indestructible was, like the n64 that was the thing so this the one that i actually have survived a house fire uh my house had unfortunately caught on fire on my mom's birthday and one of the few things that survived was an original nes with our games and then once we got our house back it was you know our birthdays now with the kids so we and christmas time so we all got nintendos again so that's why i have extras and you're right. This one still plays. It's wonderful. It's actually in better condition than the ones that replaced it, quote unquote, replaced it. My first but, Nintendo had the uh, the adapter to hook it up to the back of the TV. I can't, I can't, yes. I can't make this up. Had the two prongs mm-hmm. that you had to screw into the, you know, oh, yeah. with the, the there weren't plugs, you know. And I was, I, I'm thinking to myself, if I found, and I, my my eight bit NES is downstairs, but if I went down and that was the only adapter I had, I'd be completely screwed right now. You mean yeah. you mean? Oh, this he adapter? just dug it out. No, no, not that one. Where's the Where's the top of it? Let me see how it's it plugs in. How does it wire up to oh, the TV? I, you, you've well, got to do a, this. Yeah, the coax. No, no, no. That's the coax adapter. Mine had two. It no. It was an antenna. CJ, an antenna adapter. Literally two metal oh prongs. Oh, and oh on the gosh. back, on the, on the back of the TV, there were two screws, and you had to screw it in with these two metal prongs like little forks for those of you who have i just realized hey audio podcast let's have cj pull out a little adapter yeah sorry about see. that people sorry it's it's the one that you would literally screw into the coaxial cable there yeah but that's, hold on. This, that came this, out like this five is a question years I have later for you. 
my brother and I had instant nostalgia flashbacks and have a lot of fun with it. My wife and I have an instant nostalgia flashbacks, have a lot of fun with it. How did your son have you hooked up at NES? For your son? No, I don't have. I don't have any. Emulations? I really don't have any way to do it. Like, how, what am I going to hook it up to? I guess you can. Hook, there's AV cables. Yeah, there's AV cables on the side the of the NES. I got AV like cable. a. I have an aversion to shitty graphics on my <laughs> giant television. It it actually holds up. I get it holds up, but it holds up better with downloadable content from <laughs> Wii U. So, but does he enjoy the games? Yeah, man, he loves the games. I got him. Well, see, the nice thing is I can get him into NES games and 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 Super and N sixty four. So we play the original Mario Brothers. We play Mario best. Brothers three because screw Mario Brothers two. It's impossible. Did um, you hear the theory on that? I I don't want to know any theories. I'm, uh, this game is the bane of my existence. I don't want to even see it. Why? Because you and can't then, beat it, or it's unbeatable. It's unbeatable. I beat. No, no, no. I, I say the nicer. I've beaten Super Mario Brothers 2. I swear to God. I don't have that kind of time. Pick up a radish <laughs> and throw it at somebody. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. I, look, I've played. I can't. You just I've float across the level with Princess Peach for well, like you know, So ever. Legend of Zelda and, and Mario's 1 and 3. And then Super Punch-Out, Super Tech Mobile. Um, and then Mario 64, which is, I mean, it, it, as well as Super Mario from the SNES, which is my favorite system was the Super Nintendo. So, the, and that's, the, you know, and I don't, I never owned a Super Nintendo, believe it or not. I don't know what happened. You, you went life. from, you went from Nintendo to PlayStation? No, I actually nah. never owned a PlayStation either. I went from a Nintendo NES to Sega Genesis. Oh Sega no, Genesis you jumped ship. Yeah. To N64. Nope. Uh, yeah. And you know what? And, and I love the Sega, but I, I always wanted a Super Nintendo. The Super so Nintendo my, was so much better than the Sega. It's on my list. I, I did the same thing. I had an NES and then went to Genesis, and then from right. Genesis I went to PlayStation. We all bought into this blue you know hedgehog that goes loop-de-loop into your heart. Which was bullcrap because I was always the second player, and I was always stuck being Tails. And so you never played. You just you followed around. Alone. You missed miles out on like NCAA basketball 94, NHL 9. You missed out on – you missed out on <laughs> – I missed it on my childhood. Thanks, super, super punch out and the Mario Brothers and Star no, Fox. I'll say this. No, no, I'll say this. My, my, I did, I did get to play it. I just didn't own it. I played Yoshi's Island. I played all those things. It, in a, in a, in a smoother graphic and smoother gameplay version of all Mortal Kombat games. Yeah. Luckily, I, I had a friend who we used to visit pretty frequently who had a Super Nintendo, and they would go. We would go over for the summer, and my mom would want me to be like out in the pool socializing, and I'm like. I don't know, nine or ten years old. I'm like in the den playing Donkey Kong Country. Like, I don't care about the pool. I just want to play Donkey Kong. I, I have a story I have to tell you about the Super Nintendo. And I was I was 13, and I wanted the Super Nintendo very badly. My father owned a uh, a gift store in, in Reading, Pennsylvania. Why missing? And uh, he and my mother were going to a show, a gift show in Atlanta or some such place. They were going to be gone for a week, and... He needed help at the store, and really, you can do whatever you want to your son or daughter if they're 13 and old enough to whatever. So I, I would ride my bike to the store, and I would work, basically open a close every day, and I racked up a ton of hours I'm, I'm, for the child labor laws. I'm not going to say how many hours, um, but my, <laughs> my father, when he came back, was like, okay, you work this many hours. I can pay you what you earned, or I can buy you a Super Nintendo – and five games. And I went, Super Nintendo, holy five sh- games. Super Nintendo, yeah, five games, crap. right? Right, right, right. So, great. Let's flash forward 
to what we were 20. I was 21 and uh, I brought my dad to the bar with me and a couple of the boys and we're talking about it. And I'm telling the story because we were talking about like our first jobs or whatever. I'm telling the story. My father is laughing his ass off. And I'm like, well, what's <laughs> what's so funny? He's like, dude, I so screwed you on that deal. And I'm like, <laughs> what? He's like, let's call it a lesson in smart business decisions. But you, yeah, yeah. He's like. Super Nintendo in five games is probably $200 less than I should have paid you. <laughs> and I'm like, you are a filthy scumbag, oh, yeah. father. Yeah, That's but no- you know what? Nintendo really... No, I, it meant many, many more happies for me. But I just, I always think of that. Every, every time I think of Super Nintendo, I think about it, I got screwed. <laughs> That's, so I will say this. If it wasn't for Nintendo, I wouldn't be that kind of nerd. I wouldn't be here talking about this. I probably would have gotten sucked into something else, and it wouldn't be about this. And it's it's a great way to bond with my brothers and my family. We still talk about it. And Drew Mellon, I know you're holding out on these Zelda games in your home. You now owe them to me. Uh, just as a point of record, I would like it on the record that he has these games, and I want yeah, to. Fork them over, dude. Fork them over. You want to talk about so, getting screwed over? My... Uh, my brother and I decided, like, when he was going to move to Louisiana, we were splitting up all the games. And Nintendo and Genesis was that time period where we were kids, so all the games were bought for us. So we're trying to decide how to do this. And I wouldn't say I got screwed over, but he's like, hey, you can have Zelda and the Adventures of Link, which the Adventures of Link sucked, by the way. It, it, the only good thing is, is Zelda. He's like, I'm going to take... Battletoads and the three Ninja Turtles if you take Zelda and the three Marios. I was like, yeah, that sounds like a great idea because I really wanted Zelda. And I realized because I went to go play Battletoads the other night, I was like, I got screwed. Battletoads (laughs) is amazing. Talking about the game you can't beat. Holy shit. That game is impossible. I defy you to pass that third level. Yeah, that's impossible. No, and even with warping, you can't do it. I have to give a shout out to um, there's there's a store uh, near where I live in Emmaus called Planet Games. Emmaus, Pennsylvania. Yes. The store is called Planet Games. It's right off Chestnut Street on 6th. It's a tiny store, and I went in there specifically because I needed a battery for my PSP, and I was recommended by the local GameStop to go see this dude to get a battery for the PSP, which is another outdated gaming system. But I went in, and there is a room, an entire room, Chock full of old games, man. 8-bit NES, SNES. Look, if you're local to the Allentown area, if you're within an hour and you happen to have some time on a Saturday or Sunday, I want you, I need you to drive up to Planet Games and just just buy a few things because, look, the, this dude is incredibly fair. He took care of my kid because we, we wanted a, a PSP battery. Like, he dug through boxes of old PSPs till he find one with a battery in it. It was it was a really absolutely. cool thing. It's a good shot. I'll absolutely atone to them. I went there, too, to get some parts for my NES and my Sega Genesis and some games, and they are absolutely phenomenal. And it's a total mom-and-pop shop. And this is this, and, and I want to I get to this point on this, too. But, um, yeah, I, please, give big shout-out to Planet Games. Uh, we, we definitely appreciate my help you know, with my wife and I for it. So this is what happened, and this is the reason why I'm bringing up Nintendo. Uh, I was actually talking to uh, the, a co-worker of, of Brian and I's, who is the gentleman who's also never seen Star Wars. Uh, and he said that he uh, – don't shake your head at him. He's a wonderful man. Mm. <laughs> and um, uh, we, were scholar, talking, sir. Uh, we were talking about the first episode of the podcast. 
and he's like, hey, listen, um, there was a part where I wanted to scream at you because you're talking about this little adapter to turn your iPhone into a Game Boy. He goes, just buy a Game Boy. Just like use a Game Boy and be happy with it. And <laughs> and I was like, well, listen, I, I like I don't like carrying around two devices. He's like, shut up and just buy a Game Boy. So the reason that I want to talk about Nintendo is because they actually just two days ago released some um, some numbers. They've actually released financial information, which they haven't done since 2011. And uh, the numbers aren't very good. Uh, in the last three months, the Wii U has sold 340,000 units. Uh, and I think in the, in the lifetime of the Wii U, that's about 9.5 million. It's one of their lowest selling systems in a long time. It's not doing well. So the question I had was Nintendo Which is upsetting because it's a good system. I enjoy it. I like and, my Wii U. And and I I stopped buying anything Nintendo from the Wii and the last thing I bought for my Nintendo was the the Zelda game, uh, 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 Skyward Sword. And Nintendo is such an important part of my nerd life and I was like, what are we going to what is Nintendo going to do? And out they come saying that they are actually going to start making mobile apps. That have Nintendo games and, and Nintendo licensing. Yes. And, yeah. And the reason why this is so important is that people have been asking them to do this for years. And Nintendo says, we're going to kill our market on the, the DS. And why? Why would we even do that? So this is monumental. And they gave they gave out a little timeline. But if they made Mario or any of these games, because we talked about playing Nintendo games on an iPhone. Do you guys even buy this? Is this something that you're willing to go yes. sink money into? Shut up Absolutely. and take my money. How <laughs> much money? How much money are you willing to, uh, to pay so for? So let me. Like I this? have very strong opinions about this. I, I I said this is a couple years ago. Um, even with the launch of PS4 and Xbox, I truly believe that that console gaming is 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 dying, is near death, and I, I believe that because many people would rather download something for free and decide the rate at which they consume that title. So Nintendo moving into downloadable content. I already told you I've, I've, I've paid extra money to download content and play games. Um, but I think, I think about one, once a year EA sports reduces all of their app store pricing for their games to like 99 cents. And I buy them all. I buy FIFA. I buy, you know, all the, all of the EA sports games and then I always end up spending more money on them to continue playing them. So this is brilliant, but paying $60 for a video game that I'm not going to be able, as a, as a family man, to invest more than an hour a week in, I'm never going to get anywhere with it. I'd rather pay $5 basically for a disc or an app and then decide if I want to consume more. And really... Is there going to be money lost? Yeah, but I think the only way console gaming survives is to turn to application-based interface. Yeah, and and the company president said that they're gonna that they're aiming to make mobile games, and I quote, one of the pillars of Nintendo's revenue structure. And this is kind of the thing they're partnering with uh, DNA Studios. That's D E N A A um, Studios to go ahead and, and get these these games out, and they're coming out by fiscal twenty seventeen. So there's still some time. Don't, don't get too excited. Things can still fall. Through. You shouldn't ever talk about these things until I can buy them now. Yeah, just <laughs> just tell me earmuffs, and I'll 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 ear, and then you can say whatever you want. But uh, in the meantime, you got them all excited, CJ. Jeez. 
but they want to. <laughs> but this is the thing, and and they want to be number one when it comes to this. You know, Nintendo, and and they, there really is no other way for them to do this. They're not making as much money as they need to be. They used to sell billions of dollars in in gaming consoles, and it's it's just not there anymore. So. My my real question is, do you think this is enough to save them? Because I'm afraid of Nintendo going the way of Sega. Because once once PlayStation came out, the Dreamcast kind of died. Then GameCube helped killed it all. You kill it out, and then the Xbox put the final nail in the coffin. I haven't seen shit from Sega in a console maker before, and I'm worried about you know Sega. I mean, I'm sorry, Nintendo kind of going that way. I don't think they're going to go that way at all. I I mean. You want you want to point to the Wii U and say yeah it hasn't been selling well but the Wii was one of their top selling systems of all time so I mean there's going to be a, a, a disappointment here and there when it comes to consoles and, and Josh is absolutely right console gaming is not the norm anymore especially for everybody who is playing these games or don't have hours to sit in front of the television anymore so they're, they're all on the go that's why Nintendo is very successful as far as portable gaming goes the 3DS sold through the roof. And I mean, I, I think this is just the next evolution of that. I, I think they're going to be just fine. Um, well, let me let me explain one catch that makes me worry. Still, I'm sorry, Josh. Did you want to say something? I just I was thinking this. It everybody's sort of uh, you know MMORPG. I don't really. I think that's the acronym, right? It's the yeah, um, right. and that's massively multiplayer on the whatever. But it's everybody's doing that massively thing. multi online role playing. I don't even. I, I don't it. even. You can't have completely. I just. I think me. like. You're a night elf mohawk. I don't know what that. So, I, for me, good sir, I was a rogue goblin. Okay. I, all right. So you guys, you know, you know how much I commute. It's a lot. But the past, uh, the past month, I've been on, you know, four flights every three days during the week. And and uh, man, there's a lot of people out there playing video games on their phones. And when I look around. The people traveling for work, you know, they're their ages sort of, you know, twenty five to forty five. They're right in the same wheelhouse as me. And and uh I think if Nintendo created something and allowed people to consume the content offline, in flight, while commuting, in an airport, whatever, it'd be huge. Huge. So there's one catch, and I I don't want you to break down into tears, Josh. Don't, but, you got to stop. You got to stop but doing this. Ninten- to me. Nintendo said this that there are there are going to be no ports of existing Nintendo games that come out of this agreement. So the yeah, IPs are still eligible for use, but there's no there's not going to be a Mario Kart on your tablet. You're not going to have Zelda, like you're not going to have the NES version of Zelda on your phone or on your tablet. Right, you're not going to have an existing game ported over into an app, but you can get a Zelda game. Boo. I'm out. Boo. I'm out. I'm out. That's it. And that's, here's, and that's and here's, where, here's why. If you, uh, the I reason know, I had to tell you though, the reason that that the Wii U isn't selling is because they have the N- Nintendo exclusive games, and then less than ten percent of all of the other available console games. They have some of the big ones, but it, it's all like the content's not the same. It's just not. It's not right. They don't want to cannibalize themselves, and that's the issue. They don't want to put Mario Kart out on their tablet when they're trying to sell Mario Kart on the Wii. You know what they're not selling so, anymore? They're not selling the any 8-bit SNES or N64 games. 
They're what? shooting down people that do emulators too, like in the Android App Store. Provide the downloadable content from the Nintendo eStore into I, the app. I'm not an official of Nintendo. I can't make that happen. Well, I look, you now you need to write your congressman, is what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so there's here's a, a piece of this, and this is this is part of the incentive for it. So Nintendo uh, is basically kind of a, making a deal with DNA Studios, and basically Nintendo gets ten percent of DNA stock, so they owe a shitload of of this company, and then DNA gets one point two four percent of Nintendo. So DNA's got some that even some right. I, I mean, seriously, I mean, the, math, you look the at, math matches up. The math matches up. Carry, did you carry the one? I've, I've, crushed, the I've crushed all the numbers and spoken with folks in Japan. And this is, <laughs> the Nikkei index suggests that everything's fine. <laughs> so, and and see right there, Josh, right there, when you got all upset, you just said you're out. Is, cause you don't own a Wii U, do you? Of course I do. Yeah, he does. I have a seven. Do you really? He has kids. Dude, they, do your kids play the Wii U? Yeah, man. Christian is a monster on the Wii U, bro. He's, he's crazy. He just, like... He he takes the game so quickly, and plus it's a really cool family thing, man. We we have like probably seven of the different like you know dance things and the sports things, and it's cool. Uncle Aaron comes over, and he and Christian play. And but like I said, for me, I'm less with the Wii U games. Although uh, Mario and Sonic at the 2014 Sochi Winter Olympic Games, I will kill anyone in curling. You can't touch me. You can't. <laughs> you can't. You can't touch Curling, me. You the can't greatest sport ever. You can't see me. It's unbelievable. It's, I'm just. I'm, I'm. I'm curling stones, man. I got the hammer. I'm dropping it. So this. This is the last part of of just this brief and this this press release that I want to talk about here because this is the important part for it. Uh, so the the president of Nintendo, whose name I will not even pretend to butcher. Uh, says Nintendo continues to have a strong passion and believes in its promising prospects for the future and our dedicated video game system. We will deploy our game uh, our game business on smart devices not because we think that the dedicated system business is wane, but because it will do so to encourage a greater number of people associate with Nintendo's intellectual property to become familiar with the charms of video games and eventually explore a more premium experience on our dedicated system. They're not so going to gain they're not going to gain any <laughs> any of the I new agree. any of the new gamer market share. What they might do is they might capture recapture people that are nostalgic for a Nintendo experience, but there's they've been under fire for so long. I mean the the PlayStation PlayStation came out in what I, 96 97 I don't even remember mm, yeah, 96 yeah but that was that was the death of the N64 it was the death of it I mean the minute that I got I think it killed I think it killed the Dreamcast before it killed it, the N64 it, it, look it may have CD, but I, CD I, gaming killed cartridges in general but what happened was I got look I got Siphon Filter and I just stopped That's playing a great my, game. I just stopped playing GoldenEye forever like it just never happened again and then and then I got Gran Turismo, and no other game has ever stacked up. And then, and no one then, no one then, and then, no one then. See, I uh, I disagree. I had a different experience. My friends and I did not buy. I had maybe one friend that bought a PlayStation. It was for Tomb Raider because they wanted to see her naked, and um, we all played Time Splitters and everything on our N64s and GameCubes. We weren't yeah. playing. 
We but weren't playing as, PlayStations. But as the PlayStation like progressed, and, and I mean, maybe oh, we not a lot in its of deception, people. but it definitely got um, a lot. When it's progressed, the graphics got better. It, it, it killed the N64. Josh is absolutely right. Um, I remember I got a, a PlayStation going from Genesis to getting a PlayStation and not having any idea how it worked. We bought uh, Final Fantasy VII with it because we saw the Ooh. commercials. Don't you dare. That's an amazing game. Boo. I I will drive to where you are and smack you. Anyway, um, it, it, don't don't shake your head because that is one no, of the greatest games right next, forever. Final right Fantasy next to is Zelda. A terrible series. Anybody will agree with me. That's probably one of the greatest video games in history. I, anyway. I've never... I, I don't even... Thank I've God, never played a don't, single don't Final Fantasy. Sentence. I don't understand. Thank you. Don't don't Thank finish you. it, Josh. Thank you. <laughs> anyway, I picked up this the the uh, PlayStation. We started playing Final Fantasy VII. We got like four hours into it, not realizing that this was like a forty-hour to two hundred-hour game, and um, we didn't have a memory card. So me and my brother Jesus. had to leave it on overnight oh and God. beg our parents the next day to pick up a memory card for us. Okay, so that's where I would have cut you off right there as your father. <laughs> I would have been like, "Learn your lesson. Get, come prepared, or don't come at all." <laughs> I was like, uh, and that's why like Brian 10, is the 11. way he is. <laughs> <laughs> this explains a lot. Okay, Brian, you pointed out something to me too that was also kind of in tangent with this kind of release. That not only are they coming to gaming, but what else is Nintendo doing? Uh, I just read that Nintendo is partnering with Universal Studios to uh, put together their own little mini theme park slash uh, ride uh, section themes with uh, Nintendo characters. <laughs> so we may be able to actually drive Mario go-karts. And if I can throw a red shell at somebody, I'm going to freaking do it. I want to know how they're going to do the blue shells. Is it just going to come in front of your go-kart and kill you? I, I don't <laughs> know. It's going to be amazing. So there you go, Josh. There's something you can actually get excited about. Mario uh, Nintendo theme park. No. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Why? I don't no. want I don't want to live out my video Excuse game. Me. It's going to be it's you know what it's going to do? It's going to be vomit inducing and I don't There are <laughs> There are pictures of you at Universal Studios with several friends having a blast. Listen, uh, uh, Trick and myself uh, had a wonderful night at the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. <laughs> It was magical. It was it was romantical, and and we had a fantastic evening. Did the two of you play with your three broomsticks? Um, that's wow. That's uh, that's rough. Wow. That's that's, that's I, I I had the uh, I had the bludger actually, so it was. Uh, well, I know you had some. Uh, head, never mind. I'm not going to go there. He tricks it. Tricks it. Yeah. Stop while you're ahead. This, this is going to go to a so explicit. iTunes is going to be. Like, Listen, I'm sorry, but the Harry Potter <laughs> sex jokes have to stop. You you can't use Harry Potter as sex uh, jokes. J.K. Rowling's really you made already one joke about her being homeless. You can't you can't do sex jokes. I'm sorry. Okay, really, hold on though. You're not excited about having a theme park of Nintendo that doesn't make you want to jump up and down and scream like a little tiny girl because I do. All right, I do. My, I do. Listen, my experience, I and I'm completely spoiled. Um, I worked for. Well, then a, there. Well, let's just leave it at that. I, I would not. I, I worked. I worked for. I worked for a giant company that was powerful enough that when a group of leaders from the company went to this theme park, they shut the park down just for us. So right, right. But that's not the normal experience, CJ. You don't 
walk in and be like, yay, ride. You walk in and go, yay, time in line. No. It, it's in my mind up here right now. That's how it always is. <laughs> I mean, Universal is usually good about making your time in line enjoyable. You can watch Mario like save Princess Peach while you're waiting in line. Do you think that they'll – and this is my brain just firing off a terrible idea. Are, do you think that Marvel is recalling their licenses from Universal Studios and saying, give us back Marvel, go ahead, get your Nintendo? Are that's, they going to swap out? I, I, think, I think from a from an ec- just economics, that's probably a smart right. idea, right? And just give us we, – we can't be tied to two different things. And that was, that was a great part of Universal was you know, getting pictures taken with Cap and, 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 and all, the, all, the other, all the other stuff that was down there. But I'm just thinking Marvel gets a dime every time you buy something Marvel-related at Universal Studios. Just for going to Universal Studios, Disney gets money. Yeah, and, and that's cool. I just – I don't – look, two little kids, time in line means it's only a matter of time before I have to get out of this line so someone can pee. And I don't want to do that. <laughs> I'm, I, I thought out of everybody, you would be the person that I would be like, Josh, calm down. It's not open yet. I'm sorry. It's not there yet. <laughs> dashing like dashing your hopes once ground. again. You stop booking your flight. It's not there yet. I'm it's, so, it, oh, dude, it. I, had the worst, I had the worst flight experience. We can't even – don't even say the word flight to me today. I, booking was awful. And, and, Brian, and U.S. Airways will redeem themselves. Brian, I, I, can, I, can I ask you a question real quick? Um, what was the last movie Denzel Washington was in? Um, he played a guy who was alcoholic. Oh, 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 um – Flight was it? Flight. flight. Oh, okay. That was it. It was flight. That Thank- was such a great movie. Thank you, Farva. I appreciate it. <laughs> Next person who says flight's gonna get a pistol whoop in the face. <laughs> 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 All right, so let's let's get a little let's get a little recap on, on this part too, and then I do have something that I want to do with you, gentlemen, uh, right after right after we're done here. Suicide Squad. Uh, it's uh, a, a, a band of misfits tied together to do secret missions uh, that clandestine that the government just can't afford to do itself. Uh, you take these supervillains, you put a chip in their brain and say, do our bidding or else. Uh, I'm not convinced or sold. What about you, Josh? Do you, are you, do you just need to see more or are you ready for no, it? No, I believe that I believe that everything that they're going to do in the four years that follows this movie hinges on them doing it right. So I look, I think that the comic book movie formula is pretty well spelled out. I think DC gets it uh and mm-hmm. I think it's going to be amazing. So again, give it time. Brian, you're going to be doing a comics 101 on the Suicide Squad on thatkindofnerd.com. What can you kind of give us as a sneak peek for uh what that article is kind of going to be about? I mean, it's just going to be uh, pretty standard one-on-one. What do you need to know about this team and about these characters from a comic book perspective? Um, but it's it's probably going to definitely help you understand the, the characters and the motivations going into the movie as well. So make sure you go to the website and check out some of other uh, some of Brian's other one-on-one articles. He did a great one on Daredevil, uh, which I absolutely loved, and I'm excited to see what, what's coming down the pipeline. Uh, for that uh the infinity stones i feel like i've learned so much thanks to you guys uh i'm starting to see that the picture clearly i don't mean to shit on dc i apologize (laughs) Um, but i see a bigger thing i see the fact that spelling thanos uh josh you seem to have reservations with silver surfer do you think that marvel is going to be able to kind of redeem themselves in your eyes when it comes to this of course they will um if anything the movies have shown that you don't need to have comic book canon in order to have a great product and something that will keep the audience coming back. I 
I think it's important to separate the comic book purist from someone who's willing to be entertained. Um, and I think even the comic book purists, uh, to some degree, and Brian, we're all happy. It's okay. Yeah, no, I know, but you're not. You're <laughs> not that. You're not. You're. You know. You're not comic book store guy. You're not that guy. So no, exactly. I'm, I'm not you're willing purist. to take a movie. Right. Universe. He would be. I, I he would be absolutely freaking out about this. But no, I'm. I think it's going to be good. I, would I like to see Silver Surfer? Yes. But Brian's point, uh, and I, I didn't know half of these half of these characters in the storyline. I just know that pretty much Galactus and, and Silver Surfer go together, and that's the storyline. Brian, what are what are your thoughts right now on the whole process of the Infinity Stones? And um, no, I mean, I, I mean, I'm really excited to see where this goes. Uh, the the past two movies has really kind of. Uh, fleshed out a lot of things that I didn't even realize at first that you noticed now reading articles and going back and watching the movies. Um, I Yeah, I'm really excited. I can't wait to see the beatdown between every hero ever versus Thanos. It's going to be fantastic. And then finally, I think the general impression, if you don't mind, I'm going to summarize our, our last chat with the Nintendo. Uh, Josh, I'm very sorry to disappoint you that these aren't going to be port over games. But uh, at least we don't have to buy this accessory to turn our iPhones into Nintendo machines. Nintendo is actually going to be nice enough to give us some of this intellectual property, see some of these characters on a mobile device. And Josh, I actually kind of agree with you. I hope that they do this in bite-sized pieces, maybe with DLC or with chapters like they've done with other games. Uh, I know that the Walking Dead game gets done in, in chapters, and I'd be interested to, to try it out that way. Uh, but uh, I think that we've all kind of agreed that even though Nintendo's having a rough time right now, they're kind of a staple in our nerdy life. And without them, it would kind of be a, a void. And it's it's scaring me like the day that I know that Stan Lee's going to pass away someday. And it, it You it, bite your tongue. I know. It, it'll be forever ago. He'll, he'll die after me. Um, but if Nintendo does go down, I, I don't know what I'm going to do with myself. Um, is there anything you guys want to add about Nintendo and the, just basically the current state of them? I do think that they have to do something drastic. Um, I think they see the writing on the wall, and I think the writing is justified. Is this enough? Uh, look, uh, in my honest opinion, absolutely not. I think that if they don't port games... They're missing an entire generation of people yearning for that content specifically. And that's where I want to turn it over to you guys. If Nintendo could just go ahead and if they could just give a game to you on your mobile device, on your platform, on your computer, uh, you know, just I want you to tell us what it would be. So you, the listeners, I'm talking to you guys. Yeah, you heard me. Take your earpods out of your ears. I want you to get your keyboard out and I want you to email us at podcast at thatkindofnerd.com or tweet us at thatkindofnerd using hashtag T-K-O-N podcast. Or, of course, you can go to our website, thatkindofnerd.com, and you can give us your your thoughts there. Uh, you can also call us on our phone number for Google Voice that we've given out before, and I'll make sure that we have it at the end of the, the episode here uh, to kind of give us your, your thoughts and feelings. Gentlemen, am I missing anything that I, I definitely need to address before we go ahead and let these fine people live off the, the rest of their life today? Horcruxes. Yes, uh, they are They are Horcruxes. Uh, so, gentlemen, before we depart, uh, we, we do have some things that we need to talk about, but I do want to give our fine listeners that number again so we can go ahead and, and leave messages. Uh, if you'd like to leave your thoughts or comments about this podcast, please call us at 484-373-4119. So, again, podcast at thatkindofnerd.com. 
uh, at Twitter at that kind of nerd, and of course on our website thatkindofnerd.com. So we wanted to take a minute to really thank you, the listeners, for some of the feedback that you've been giving us. And we've been busy with the last couple episodes, especially with all the Age of Ultron material, that we didn't get a chance to, to give you thanks. And we wanted to take a moment to actually read your reviews because we actually read them. We all got very excited that some of you even uh, took the time out of your day to give us a review on the podcast application. Uh, so I want to start with, with one from Snowman908. Uh, and they write, I have to say... I'm not a nerd myself, but hearing these guys talk about what gets every nerd excited from TV shows to movies to comic books, etc., it's fun listening to them and know how much fun they have and how serious they take it. Keep it up, guys. So thank you very much for your review. You gave us five stars. Thank you, Snowman908. Yeah, um, I'm reading one. This one's from uh, Corey Roy uh, saying, love the show and find myself waiting for the next one to come out like an episode of The Flash, which great show so that's really awesome that he compares us to that uh covers all the nerd things i enjoy and more i even find myself voicing my opinion out loud while listening in my car while i travel to and from work they cover a full spectrum of opinions from one extreme to the other that you will more than likely be able to agree with so Corey, thank you so much that's a great review for us there voicing your opinion in your car that's fantastic uh the first (laughs) review is from katagen saying a really well put together podcast The thing I love about this show is that they talk about subjects that anyone might find themselves passionate about, not just comic book stuff, although I'm absolutely listening to it for comic book-related stuffs. They'll go from talking about the Avengers to services for streaming music to movies that everyone can get behind to tech news to pretty much whatever, and they do it in a way that's great for anyone, whether they're casual or quote-unquote that kind of nerd. The hosts are great, and I love how they represent Eastern PA. And another review that I have is by Loki with a bunch of stars on either side of of the name. In my honest opinion, this is awesome. I'm not quote-unquote that kind of nerd, but I enjoy the banter, education, entertainment of it all. Definitely worth worth a listen. Start with episode three or do it in the same order as Star Wars is apparently meant to be watched. Four, five, six, one, two, three. (laughs) <laughs> I love the fact they did the machete order for our show. No, no, not the machete order. They did no, the that's true. It's not the machete that is order. Sorry, four, sorry. five, six, Holy one, two, three, which is the uh, which is not only it's the it's the chronological Cut. order, and then also I'm sorry I misspoke. Laura calling me out and writing an email saying that I said it all wrong. <laughs> I thought it was. Per- Is that your wife's review? By no, 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 no. My oh, wife God. hasn't. My wife wouldn't review our and, stuff. <laughs> and listen, I want to. I want to thank everyone who reviewed this. All, all four of you. You guys actually gave us five stars, uh, and we have four reviews, and we've only done. You know, at this point, once you, when, when you're listening to it, this is the sixth episode. Uh, so I really appreciate everybody's feedback. Uh, I also want to give a huge, huge shout out uh, to two people. I want to give one to to Paul Castillo. Uh, who donated to our GoFundMe campaign, and Ellen, uh, who also donated uh, to our GoFundMe campaign. Thank you guys so much for helping the podcast stay afloat, uh, helping us get the necessary equipment and software and paying that uh, we can actually host this without charging you guys. So thank you so much uh, for giving us your feedback, uh, for giving us your time, uh, and for some of you even giving us some money. I, I, I can't say enough about it. Thank you guys so much. 
thank you for listening to the That Kind of Nerd podcast. We want to thank everyone for their support, and it means so much to us that you listen to our show. But we still need some help. So on our website, thatkindofnerd.com, we have a link to a GoFundMe campaign that will help us buy more equipment and necessary software to make the podcast. Whether you donate $100 or $1, we appreciate everything that you do, and we'll give you a shout-out on the website and at the beginning of the podcast. So go to thatkindofnerd.com, look for our link for our GoFundMe, and help the show keep going. Screw Mario Brothers 2. I, I will drive to where you are and smack you. So there you go, Josh. There's something you can actually get excited about.